Well, you know, you could sit in that chair. I think the mic cable will let you. Yeah, but then I can't see your eyes. <laughs> oh. It's time for the Nerd Up Podcast, and here's your pod host, Guilty Wilson. Nerd Up! Alright, welcome to another edition of, uh, I guess it's the Nerd Over Cross-Up, or wait, alphabetically? Alphabetically, sir. <laughs> Crossover Nerd Up. Keep it proper. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's another podcast with uh, Guilty Wilson and... Brett freaking Hartman. <laughs> Is that F as your middle initial now? <laughs> no, but it'd be cool if it was. I think, that's, I think we should add that, so, uh, but yeah, you know... We just have so much fun. Last time around we did this, this might turn into a permanent thing. This you know, we might, might have turn. to create a new Facebook page. I know, and, and everything. <laughs> I mean, a whole new hosting system and new iTunes listing and new Google iTunes. Play. We have to come up with a picture then. Uh, That's tough, dude. Do you remember we had to do that for the crossover? <laughs> yeah. Gil, I want to say that one of the main reasons that we're doing a podcast together, besides the fact that um, we just enjoy each other so much, is that Gil has been a, played a huge role in me getting my podcast up on iTunes um, and you, you just, you help me with a ton of stuff. And that's one of the reasons I'm like, you know what, man, let's just do this thing. And we did. And we did. And we're and, here. And it's uh, and it was like, Hey, wait, two guys that like to talk for no reason. No reason that's at all. That's exactly hey, how y'all doing. That's what a podcast <laughs> is all about. So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, this time around, we got some topics to bring up. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk, we're going to talk about, uh, Dark Tower. We saw that together. We did. And, uh, we'll, we'll no spoilers, you- but Gil tried to hold my hand. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and, well, it was, there was that scary moment with yeah. Matthew McConaughey, and I couldn't hold his hand, so, right. uh, <laughs> next. Talk about a handsome fellow, huh? <laughs> So I had to reach for the next, uh, you know, the closest Next thing. handsomest person in the, yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Not Idris Elba, Bret Hartman. <laughs> Ooh, I forgot Idris. Oh, wow. Oh, anyway, uh, and then uh, then later on in the podcast, we're gonna we we took a poll on Facebook and we decided we're gonna uh, watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And Thank we did. you, everybody, for your participation in the poll. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do something like that going forward. You know, I, I like the fan participation. Let's give the people what they want. That's right, exactly. And uh, let's put up a poll every week and see what they want us to talk about. Or hey, guys, also write us. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. We'll give you those handles in a minute. Tell us how bad we suck, how much you hate my voice on this podcast. <laughs> I know you're used to hearing Gil and his boys, but uh, you know, feedback is always great. We wanna we wanna do this for people to listen to, not just to talk. That's right. That's I right. hear myself talking all the time. I know. I'm gonna have a radio show. I know. <laughs> and, and 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 you do commercials, and you do, I do. And, and you do commercials, and, and sir. We hear way too many of us. Yeah, there's a lot of us going on. <laughs> I'm 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 a pretty extra guy, so <laughs> so well, so we decided we need more of us, even though we hear too much. More of us, but hey, you know, maybe they'll like it. That's what that's what our idea was. You know, I like Gil. Gil likes me. Maybe you will like us as a package. That's right. Yeah, it, mathematically, it's proven we're we're a success. So <laughs> to make it I don't know, man. I'm not good at the algebra. Uh, <laughs> find x. It's right there. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, basically, we're going to talk about uh, uh, those things today. Two movies, actually. An old one and a new one. But first. Yes. The sponsors. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, first, <laughs> let me get mine out of the way. Eagle Theater. Thank you very much, because they're the ones that allowed us to watch uh, 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 Dark Tower in comfort, in uh, leisure, with uh, great sodas, refills, great popcorn. Great popcorn. Great popcorn. And uh, lots of refills. and uh, Lots of free refills. We did, you know, in this movie... 
like Dunkirk, uh, we were able to escape the theater a couple times yep. to get refills. And you know what I liked? So I got I got out there. This is before you had joined me that second time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nobody at the at the front desk. Mm-hmm. But they left out a big tub of popcorn and said, feel free to take some. Yeah, and you know what? what? I later found out that, well, a guy, I was kind of up there, and the, one of the employees was working mm-hmm. there, and he goes, oh, you don't want that. Oh. I said, why? Is it old? He goes, no, it's just no salt. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, well, I, I, I grabbed it earlier. Yeah, I can take care of that. That's not well, they have the flavoring, so you don't need that. Yeah, salt. you really don't need a bunch of salt. Plus, there's butter over there too. Like yeah. it's like you know, yeah, self serve. But please, but someone that's that's a, just goes to show you another thing where their customer service comes in is someone came in doesn't want salt. Maybe you got high blood pressure. Maybe yeah. something else. They made a, a you know a, a huge a special vat. bat of batch of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, for that person. This. Did you ever work in a movie theater when you were a kid? Uh, no, I never did. I had the joy of when I was uh, I was seventeen. I had, I had three jobs. I mm-hmm. worked at uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. I worked at Hollister. I can see, yeah, I can see that. Oh, I can see I that. And I worked at the movie theater. Okay. Uh, movie theater had more fringe benefits. Yeah. Uh, the other two, I had to drive an hour to get to work. Oh. But you got free clothes, kind of, uh, through those guys. But the movie theater definitely my favorite of the three. Now it was a big show place. It was a big chain. But I learned the ins and outs of right. the. Sort of the movie theater business, or right. at least the concession stand. At least because con- that's as far as I went. I didn't even move, I didn't even move up the chain enough to like be the guy that cleans the theater after the movie. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys, like I said, they made a special batch for someone that required no salt. I mean, that's right there. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, it's like no, take it as it is. I mean, but no, they actually went all out, and and like like you said, you got it, and it didn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, normally at what they'll do is at the end of the night. That's why I always go to the late night showings mm-hmm. because. Uh, I just like going to late night showings, but the, after the uh, last movie starts for the night, half an hour after that, they close down the the box off or the the concession stand. Yeah. And when they close down the concession stand, it's like, well, how are you going to get refills? Well, what they do, they take big tubs, put it out there with scoops, so that you can actually get your own if you want. They think about you as a patron. Here's a little un- inside scoop for those of you that uh, don't know the inner workings of a concession stand at a showplace movie theater. You know what they do with it? Mm. They keep it for the next day. Ooh. Yep, first batch of popcorn is last night's last batch of popcorn. Oh, no. So don't be the early guy. They don't do that at the Eagle. I know that that's, for a fact. That's so. darn right. <laughs> but the Eagle Theater, yeah, you can catch them in uh, Robinson, Illinois, Clinton, Illinois, and, and Streeter. Streeter. We found out that it was Streeter, Illinois, my friend. And, yep, exactly. And now we know all three Illinois locations for the Eagle Theaters, owned by the same uh, group of guys. Uh, tell you what, these guys know what they're doing. <laughs> and so we enjoy it. Uh, one other sponsor for the podcast for me are my t-shirts and other various other things messenger bags coffee cups beer steins whatever uh you can go to the nerdup.com or i'm sorry nerduppodcast.com website and uh, we have links there to our cafe press and our sell my teas uh websites or you can go to cafepress.com slash nerduppodcast or nerduppodcast.sellmyteas.com and you can buy the really cool t-shirts and you look cool wearing them too. By the check way, check out the merch. Check out uh, what Gil's got to offer on on his uh, what, nerdupodcast dot com. Yes, that's check it. out. He's got the best logo in podcasting. Dead serious. Sweet. There's not there's not a person that's got a better logo than this guy. You're you're right up there with people like Joe Rogan, Fighter and the Kid, uh, other things that you've not ever listened to. But seriously, your guys's your guys's logo is awesome. Uh, who, who created it? One more uh, time? Tim Coker, one of our co hosts, and uh, he's a graphics person, and he came up with it. And we got it, and it's I, I'm lucky to have that man, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Okay, other sponsors. So that's okay, your so turn. Go to if uh, uh, meandies.com if you like uh, magnificent underwear. Code word church. 
Uh, go to onit.com for your weightlifting and supplement needs. Code word Rogan. Other than that, let's get into the cross up nerd over episode two. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dark Tower. All right. Based on the Stephen King series of books, uh, there are like seven books, I think, that are official Dark Tower books, and there's like some side stories. However, every single Stephen King book written references the Dark Tower at some way, somehow, somehow, you know. Uh, and this movie, they did the same. They mentioned every other Stephen King book just about. There were Easter eggs galore. Uh, but this movie, uh, the whole Dark Tower series, the first book, The Gunslinger, is uh, about the character of The Gunslinger, Idris Elba, Roland of Eld. Uh, he's going Ooh, out. Roland of Eld. They, so they never said of Eld. I, I don't think that I caught that oh, in no, this movie. Yeah, they, they, they said it once, but I knew it anyway. Right, right. <laughs> I think they said it once. Uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's it's he's going out. Idris Elba, the gunslinger, he's out to protect the Dark Tower. The Dark Tower is the uh, protecting thing between the universes, the multiverses. And uh, the, the, uh, basically, it's a hard to describe. It's like, all right, you say like uh, you have uh, multiple, uh, let's say multiple uh, uh, donuts, okay? I like donuts. <laughs> and these it's donuts, you tomorrow. need to carry them all to work tomorrow. For you, you know. Well, you do. But you, you carry what you do. You stick one stick through the middle of each one of those donuts. You can carry every one of them. Picture each one of those donuts being a planet or Earth. Oh, okay. And or so a this, world. Yeah, a world. Yeah, yeah. And you see, and the stick in the middle is the dark tower. Oh, okay. I got you. So he, the, the dark tower is somehow connected to all of these worlds. As right. Well. You, exactly. Okay. And and what he has to do, he has to go through, or he doesn't have to. He goes through so the Earth, which is different from his world, mm-hmm. to recruit people to help him protect the dark tower. I got you. Now, in this book, or in this movie, I'm thinking, I'm not sure, this has got a lot of people upset, yeah. I'm thinking that this was just supposed to be book one. Well, we're hoping. I'm Because ho- there better be sequel, because it d- ended so weird. Well, and the thing is, is uh, right, let's just jump in, man. Let's just, let's just go ahead and go right, into our griefs and uh, all that stuff. But uh, So this movie moved very quickly. Yeah. It was an hour and 34-minute movie, with, and I'm thinking surprisingly with short. credits. Yeah. So, and credits are... Uh, a heck of a long time. <laughs> um, but, man, they just had to move so quickly into this movie. You know, they kind of intro the thing, talk about the shine, and then, yep. uh, uh, spoiler alert, you guys got a couple seconds. And, okay, homeboy's mom dies. Um, <laughs> uh, Jake, his his mom dies, and they discover it. And Idris Elba's character, Roland, says, hey, you just got to block that out. You got to be tough in your mind. He's like, it teaches him the, it's like a creed. What, what yeah. did he call it? Do you remember? Remember the uh, yeah the gunslinger's creed or yeah, the the, yeah I think it was creed, or something like yeah. that. Remember like, the face of your father. Yeah, remember the face of your father. It, you know, say this and you'll and you'll be able to deal with anything and, and stuff like that. And then at the end of the movie, another spoiler coming up. Um, the, the Jake he does that to kind of block out the the transferring of his is is it the transferring of his shine or his scream that's going to power the it's uh well in the beginning this i i noticed you didn't catch this they had a written text across the yeah that was probably texted. <laughs> Sorry. they said they had a thing across there it said uh the dark tower is said to be can be brought down by the mind of one child the that one child must be found or something to that yeah. effect so okay. jake turns out to be that one child that so it's just it. the power of his mind yeah. that, that they're trying to get okay yeah. and then all of a sudden in the in the last scene He's able to fight off this this machine, this contraption that's going to transfer the energy from his mind to take down the dark tower. Right, and it's like, man, I feel like there's a lot of practice in the middle there that he that they really <laughs> skipped over because I guarantee in the book they went really super into detail. Oh I'm yeah, guessing. and then and like I said, this is well, now 
the thing is, in the book, I don't recall them attacking the Dark Tower that early in the series. Right. I think that came later. And That's a movie Roland, thing, sure. Yeah. And so, if so, are they going to do each book, and each book is going to attack the Dark Tower? And I, you know, I mean, again, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I would say that with the reviews, they're probably going to have to skip some books. Yeah, <laughs> because oh, there is Dark Tower is not getting great reviews right now. No. And I actually, you know, I enjoyed this movie. I but the main reason that I enjoyed it is because I have Gil in the at, at the office here <laughs> hyping this thing up, telling me about the books, giving right. me all the link, you know, all the lowdown, all the info beforehand. That's what got me into it. You're a great salesman of, <laughs> of movies and books, sir. So well, the, and the thing is, they kept true to the books in a sense but they also left a lot of stuff out and, you, and they didn't let you know what was going to happen next right and because nice. there's a whole journey they make across the united states basically uh to take down the guy uh uh whatever walter. yeah walter matthew mcconaughey's character the dark man uh they're about to take him down and they got a whole journey across the united states to do this and this one they just i don't think to they New took York. him down and then they, they were shot him in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think that's the end, though. I think that yeah. I think that it, uh, the next movie comes out. Somehow he he managed to escape. Roland, then they go and get the other guy. There's a guy that's a, a, an alcoholic that they pull over, and then they get this uh, woman who's in a wheelchair to come over, and she helps. Oh, they're and, building a squad. Yeah, they, that's what exactly they have. The, and then spoilers if you haven't read the books. Again, spoilers. Let's give them, Let's give him a little countdown. Well, I, didn't I give them a countdown already? Well, that was your countdown. Go ahead. Okay, if they want it. Okay, well, <laughs> they get another one though. Uh, but anyway, uh, Jake dies. Oh, fart! <laughs> so he's that's and, it, and it's a major point in the book in the series. Yeah, yeah, it's what drives Roland to make things right. So, what book does he die in? Honestly, can't remember. <laughs> but it's not number one. No, I don't remember. It was either one or two. Really? Yeah. That soon? Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Wow! And so but then I'm he has more the, interested now. the alcoholic guy and the uh, uh, wheelchair lady. Um, uh, they're the ones that continue with the quest. He meets up with someone later on who takes him back to the Earth, and and actually it's funny. In the last book, they come to Earth. They cut, and he the guy brings him to his house. It's, it's another kid, and uh, basically his consciousness is always telling him he'll never replace Jake. But anyway, um, the kid feeds him lunch with uh, tuna fish tuna fish sandwiches and throughout the rest of the book roland calls him tutor fish tutor and it's fish. the funniest thing to read i don't know why i just remember that but it's just like that's goofy but anyway uh but yeah uh so you they didn't explain what they're doing with it so and they in, it was way too short of a movie to very, cover very everything short for this type of movie especially if it's a, if it's a book series that's seven books deep yes so i mean Again, and but they didn't tell you to be continued or anything like that. Well, and I, and I don't think that series do though. Like the Hunger Games, I don't think they said to be to be continued after every every True. game. Right? I guess yeah, because then you got to test the audience. But if this is what they're testing the audience with, it wasn't. Ooh. It wasn't. It. <laughs> I, honestly, though, I thought it was a good movie. I, I thought right. I, I had fun. I had fun. It was just super short. I think that they got to things very quickly. Whereas you know, but at the same time, you know, you don't have time to take your time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, here's the thing. One thing I really enjoyed about, and this is what I like about Stephen King books, mm -hmm. in his books he always, like I said, he always throws hints about something in the Dark Tower or right. vice versa. Yeah. Well, this one they had little Easter eggs, 
And throughout the movie, I guess you heard me chuckling every so often. Every every okay, so every time Gil would chuckle, I would say, "Hey, what I miss?" Because <laughs> I I've not read. I think I've read like two Stephen King books. I couldn't even tell you what they are. So. Oh, well, that's bad. Did, Did you write Goosebumps? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's R.L. Stein, and I'm sorry. Gosh but. darn it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's one moment like the uh, he goes into that uh, abandoned carnival. And uh, the the name of the carnival is Pennywise. Pennywise, carnival. which is a movie. Yeah, well, which is in the movie It, it or actually, which book, is coming it. out soon. Another, yeah, the the actual movie, and I want to see that one. Yeah, I, listen, I'm in. Uh, that one, that one looks good. Uh, but uh, let's see a few other things. Uh, oh, uh, one of the the teleportation device. One of the you have to program it by numbers to get to certain locations. Fourteen oh eight was one of the locations. Well, that was a movie. Yeah. With uh, with that, uh, um, oh, John Cusack, con- yeah, John not Cusack. Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> John Cusack, and which is a very the book itself is an audio book first, really, it, yeah, it was uh, he released uh, what was it something something about cig- cigarettes and ashes or smoke and ashes that's it, and uh, the the packaging for the audio book like looked like the old Marlboro uh, cigarette packs, mm-hmm. and it was just audio book only. Then they released it in an actual short story and a collection of something. Uh, and then John Cusack was in the film, but the the audio book scared the crap out of me. Really? Yes. I was driving home from Illinois to Kansas City. Do they have sound effects? And uh, no, but the guy reading it knew how to make Real it creepy. Voice. Oh, his. There's one point where uh, 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 <laughs> they, the the phone falls off the hook in the hotel room, mm-hmm. and the voice on the phone is going nine nine nine, and the guy doing it. Makes it so freaking creepy. I had chills up my spine. I, this is like after midnight driving between Illinois and Kansas City. I got you. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was really right. good. So anyway, that's where the that came from, is the 1408 story. And th- I mean, there were numerous ones. And in fact, after the movie, I uh, saw some friends of mine in the theater. We went and talked to them for a we second. We did. They're very nice people. I'm very glad to meet them. Yeah, Rachel and JD. And shout out to Rachel and JD if you guys listen to this podcast or any other Nerd Up podcast. Oh, shout out to you guys. You're very nice, and I, I enjoyed meeting you. And you notice Rachel said the same thing about how oh, I love finding the Easter eggs. Oh, and yeah. JD, oh, yeah. he didn't know, so she pinch him every time. JD was the me of the group, and, and <laughs> Rachel, did you say Rachel? Yep. Rachel was the you of the group, yep, for yep. sure. She, and he says something about her pinching her every time something happened. <laughs> yeah, speaking of pinching. Uh, so, but yeah, it was really, they were really good at not throwing in the Easter eggs. And and that's what I like about a good Stephen King book. When you have the Easter eggs, he throws them in himself. And when you have those, so I think that's what kept me interested, kept me going. Uh, but like you said, some it's like something was missing. Yeah. And I think well, it was another half hour. <laughs> here's here's what I'm noticing because I you know I've checked out the IMDb page and you can clearly see that um, they basically spent all their money on two actors, <laughs> maybe three if if. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley got oh, paid. I love that man, that was your guy. Yeah. Um, but really, Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba probably blew out their budget. Yeah, this is what, is what I'm guessing. And then everybody else's, I've not heard of these guys. I actually, I really hope that Tom Taylor, who played Jake in the movie, I hope he got paid because main character, really. Right. Right. Um, but he's an unknown kid. Well, he's a kid. Right. So I'm sure we'll see him pop up, and we'll probably see his career blossom as the years go on, as long as he doesn't become one of the Corys and do a bunch of drugs and all that hookers and <laughs> stuff like that. You know, we got to get a we have to get a Cory movie into Ooh. into this uh, this podcast. That's one of the things I want to ask you about. But we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because we're going to talk some more 80s stuff yeah. here coming up. But uh, you know, they they had to have blown the budget on those two guys, and and really the supporting cast wasn't great. No, but did they really need to be though? No, you know what I mean? Because the supporting cast didn't really have much. They didn't have much to do. Is those yeah. three the, the the kid 
And the two adults, uh, Matthew and Idris, that, that's what they had to have. I mean, that's all you needed. So let me ask you, this is another spoiler alert. Um, mm-hmm. Does Walter die in the in the series? Is it like become a new bad guy type of deal, or nope. is it always Walter? It's always Walter. And Walter is supposed to be Satan, or is, or is yeah, it just I guess the dark man? The dark man. You could say that. In, uh, in the stand, he actually represents Satan. And uh, it's it, it goes Randall Flag in the stand, the Dark Man, uh, the, uh, the Walking Man, and Walter. I got you. So, so, so Walter gets a crew too, is what you're saying? Uh, like yeah. He's got he's got followers well, in this one, but he doesn't right. have uh, contemporaries. Right, right. No contemporaries, all followers. That's good, man. Uh, word of the day, calendar paying off, get, dude. If you want to give me an early birthday or early Christmas present, word of the day. <laughs> all right. All so well, you know what? Uh, well, so all in all, though, let's say the movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, the story play out. I enjoyed watching the Easter eggs. Uh, it was confusing in the fact that where are they going to go with this in relation to the book series? Yep. Um, and the act, the main actors and the kid were all good. So I would still say it was a good movie. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was. I, th- I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought they moved very quickly, but I think that they might have had to. I think that if they are allowed to make a, a number two or, or the sequel or, or whatever, We'll get a lot more in depth. Um, I, I don't know. Have you seen the Kill Bill series? Yes. Okay. Kill Bill Volume One, basically all fight scenes, no backstory. Right. Kill Bill Volume Two, the freaking whole storyline. Right. I loved Kill Bill Volume Good Two point. much better than Number One. So hopefully that's what they're able to do with this one. Good point. Yeah. Hopefully they're able to make an, another one. Yeah, I hope. Uh, yeah, with the bad reviews they're getting though. <sighs> who knows? It's right, dude. The movie business these days, man. It's, if you're not making money, yeah, we're not making movies. I mean. But but also looking at a world where we have a a, a talking squirrel and tree uh, making bazillions of dollars, why can't they do that with Dark Tower? Oh. <laughs> Dude, I was I thought we were talking about a cartoon, but that's a Guardians reference. Right. Isn't it? Yes, yes. I was like, what is he talking about? Also, talking squirrel isn't that a isn't he a, a raccoon? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, a raccoon? raccoon. Yeah, talking <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, a garbage rat. Uh, garbage rat. There you go. Yeah, hey, raccoons are tough, man. As you've seen in your backyard. Yes, and I like to see them battle the possums. Um, so anyway, all in all, you know, we enjoyed it, but eh, it's confusing as to where it's going to go. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I would not have paid to see it. Ah, yep. I Is think that rude. Nope. I think that's right. And, I think you got a point there. And even afterwards, now, now put it this way: uh, going into seeing Dunkirk, I'm glad that I didn't have to pay for it. I would have easily given them twenty of my dollars after that movie. Yeah, you're right. That's how good that movie was. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. That's and and that's what happens. I'll go see one, and then I'll pay to go see it again if it's really good. Right. Exactly. You know? Support the artist. Yeah. And then like uh, like Rachel said at the end of the movie, she said, "Hey, I gave him my money. I wanted the, I wanted to support it." And uh, she goes, "I don't think I'll do it again." Ah, <laughs> yes. And but she had a good time too, though. But I bet she would pay to see number two. Yep, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, because hopefully, like you said, with the Kill Bill, they'll tell the backstory. So they'll actually really just dive deep into it. Speaking of diving deep, um, after this, we're going to talk about how much of a punk ass Gil was in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Dad Hats. Dad Hats made to let everyone know I've got my stuff together since two thousand thirteen. For all Dad Hat inquiries, go to at Brett underscore Hartman on Twitter. Dad Hats. Because at some point in your life, you can't wear flat bills anymore.
All right, so we're back, and what did you say you wanted to talk about? I want to talk about you in the in your childhood, because you said you know you, you grew up in the 70s, but your adolescence was in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the things that I'm very interested in is, you know, the 80s culture, mm-hmm. also how your childhood, as far as like pop culture and, and your influence and stuff like that, relates to mine, and that's something that we'll probably dive into, I think, as we get deeper into this podcast, if it... If it has any legs, but you were telling me that you were a bit of a punk mm-hmm. um, growing yeah. up. So yeah. what's up, man? Well, what? punk rock music. I mean, first of all, classic rock. Growing up, I wore bell bottoms in the seventies. Yeah, nice. and the bandana, red bandana thing. Yeah, I did that. Did you but, wear frontwards or backwards? Uh, like karate style or like Tupac style? Uh, well, actually, just like a headband, like Ch- uh, Tommy Chong style. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. And uh, uh, so By anyway, way, you work with a guy that looks like Tommy Chong. Well, yeah, you know, I guess you're looks, right. He's like a Tommy Chong, Jerry Garcia hybrid. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're all about the hybrids. It's, it's, it's good to work with someone, and he's mellow and laid back like both of those guys too. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so that was my '70s, and and then the punk music era came around, and I'm like, this is cool. First of all, I was a huge Elvis Costello fan, and and this was uh, Elvis Costello was one of the early punks. He kind of mellowed out in the '90s. I was going to say, like, I, that's not what I think of when I think oh, of Elvis yeah. Costello. Watching the Detectives, uh, uh, trying to think of some of the others. Train it? No, that's Clash. Uh, uh, but yeah, he was he was punk. In fact, uh, and then and the thing, another thing, uh, during the uh, early '80s, part of the punk movement was safety pins. You know, yeah, yeah. And so I always, and a friend of mine and I, yeah, you got friend, some pins in this bad boy right here. <laughs> no, I mean safety pins, like like you. Oh yeah, yeah, for your jeans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I came but, back around when I was in middle school. Was like, really? Yeah, well, we, my friend and I, and we always wore uh, safety pins somewhere. Somehow, we weren't going to pierce our noses with like some of these punk rockers did. They stick a safety pin through their nose, clip it, oh. and they were done. Yes. Or their ears, or whatever. I wasn't going to do that because, you know, this pain thing, I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, like, know. I gave blood the other day, and the lady goes, are you allergic to any, any medication? I said, nope, just pain. <laughs> and <laughs> so, it's, that's, that's it. You know, no pain for me. Uh, but anyway, so what we did is we'd make sure to wear at least one safety pin somewhere on our clothes. Okay. Just uh, to, like, let everybody know, hey, yeah. I'm a punk ass. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time, mine was around my crotch. Nice. Well, you, you got <laughs> to bring attention. Exactly. And your money I had to focus it and, you know. Uh, but I don't know why, but it was just weird. But it was the part of the movement. But I was, you know, I'd listen to the Ramones. I'd listen to Elvis Costello. I'd listen to The Clash. Uh, uh, and then later in the 80s, when I was in the Navy, there was one point... Uh, again, I, I kind of went back and forth between classic rock and punk. Uh, They're both great forms of music. I loved it. Absolutely. I love the Sex Pistols, man. Those guys were the punk mm-hmm. of punks. Uh, those guys, they, that's all they were about was just trashing things. They did not care if the music sounded <laughs> Hotel good. Hotel rooms, <laughs> your, your yard sale, <laughs> yeah. whatever they could do to They'd trash up. And, you know, and they were not afraid to you know, say what they thought. Uh, but anyway... Uh, great name for a band, too. Sex Pistols. I know, it's right? <laughs> so then in the 80s, uh, I, I got I went in the Navy in 84. Uh, and then in 86, we're, we were just coming back from overseas, the ship was. And a friend of mine and I went walking around downtown San Diego. And we went to the historic California Theater in downtown San Diego. And it, it was actually downtown. All the sailors would get off the, would get, get off the boat, take a taxi downtown, and just kind of walk around where all the bars were. They actually had arcades and stuff like oh, that. Sure. And arcades were huge in, in that time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And pinball machines. That's fun stuff. But so we'd walk, we were walking around, and it was in the middle of the day, and we were just trying to look for something to do. We go to the Calif- or go by the California Theater, and I look up at the marquee, 
and it said tonight black flag descendants dead kennedys and a couple other bands these are three big bands when it comes to punk rock you know uh, henry rollins you know you're familiar with henry oh rollins, yeah absolutely was absolutely. the lead singer for black flag and so uh, let's go to the show Twelve dollars later, we're in to see these punk bands. I mean, all together, I think and that's was, a, like that's a lineup too. Yeah, that, yeah, it was like five bands all together. Three of them were big, yeah. you know, and the other two they might have been big or might have become big later, but uh, I just don't remember who they were. But the Descendants <laughs> was one that I'd never heard of before, and that after that, I'm like, these guys are awesome. Right. And then I saw Henry Rollins and Black Flag. I'm like, oh god, you know, that's the one of the pinnacles. And then the Dead Kennedys. I mean, come on, uh, Holiday in Cambodia, uh, too drunk to fuck. <laughs> and, you know those those bleep are great stuff coming at you. <laughs> and uh, so now I get to get bleeped. Yeah, there you hey. go, by time, and hopefully I'll do it right this, this week. <laughs> and anyway, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a cool show. I was like, I have to go to this. So the friend I was with, I don't know if he was really into it, but he was like, Hey, I'm up for a concert, no big deal. Absolutely. So we go in there. First of all, we walk into the building, and the place just reeked of clove cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, we're in the right place. And uh, uh, so then we get there, and there's all these punks hanging around. And up before mosh pits came to be associated with metalheads, they were punk. It was a punk rock thing, right. and people were trashing. And it, I mean, they would just. I mean, if you you would be injured if well, you didn't get injured, you weren't doing it right. Because the punk thing was the big the big thing was I don't care. Right, right. That was exactly. that was the punk lifestyle. I was like, dude, I don't give a crap. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And the mosh pit for that was way you know right next to the stage. We opted not to go up there. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't like pain. <laughs> no, exactly. It was that pain thing again. And uh, so we sat in the back. We had a blast. I mean, Henry Rollins knew how to talk to the crowd. Uh, now, this was with punk music. They don't talk to the crowds very much. It's like, we'll okay, here's the song. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, here, here it comes. Well, he would talk to us. He actually had stuff to say. And, uh, I mean, it was a lot of hate. A lot, not hate, uh, but a lot of anger. Yeah, well, he's a w- very well-educated man. Oh, he is. Um, actually, he did a really good podcast um, on Ari Shafir's The uh, Skeptic Tank. Oh. Um, it's a big tell-all for Henry Rollins, because you don't usually get a good Henry Rollins interview and stuff like that. Right. Well, he talks about how you know he was put on Ritalin as a very young child. He hated it, turned him into a, just a zombie, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, hated his life, but he was able to really read a lot and really educate himself as an, as a child growing right. up. But then once he got to the age where he didn't, he wasn't going to take it anymore. He really just, just became a monster. Just and the, yeah. Raging. Yeah. And so. that's the way to do it in the punk world. Yeah. And so they, they hit the stage. They were great. And, and, and they kept saying stuff about, you know, F the police, you know, uh, you know, whatever. F and the police before NWA. Yeah. And, wow. and, and it was All like, right. but it was like, there's a, it, he was saying it like, there's a reason. And we're, just enjoying the show i'm like yeah. well, what's this about well then dead kennedy's came out and the first thing jello biafra lead singer of the dead kennedy's very nice, very nice. first thing he says is he, he goes he goes before we start the show and, the, and jello biafra is another well-educated punk right. i mean he's super i mean this guy's super smart he lives in france now because he couldn't deal with how government is anyway yeah. there's a long story there uh it's another he, podcast he, every one of his uh um uh, every one of their songs are pretty much politically oriented Oh really? And it's a lot of writing. Like Holiday in Cambodia? That yeah, there's a bit bunch of stuff to be said there. But anyway, and he comes out and he goes, "Look, before we start, we want to warn you guys, stay inside the building. Do not leave until the show is completely over. Don't go outside at all. They're arresting people." Oh, wow. And for no reason, apparently we found this out, the cops were beating up and arresting the punks for no reason. Dude, that's I mean, normally I'd say, "Oh, because of the marijuana smoke." There wasn't any. 
Just close cigs. <laughs> close cigarettes. And I'm like, because normally you go to a concert, you can smell that stuff. It's like, no, unless the clothes covered it up. Yeah. But maybe that, I don't know. But I didn't or smell Or did they sm- smoke the clove cigarettes because it was supposed to cover up the marijuana right. smell? I maybe. Know. I don't know. But I didn't smell any. So, but anyway, he said, don't go out there. Uh, stay inside the building. There, and, and he actually uh, said he was going to send somebody to find out why. And so, anyway, they came on stage. They did their bit, and it was a blast. I had a great time. We left the theater. Being sailors, mm-hmm. we looked military. You know, we yeah. looked. Well, absolutely. Well, you, you have know. to. You have to keep up a stand. <laughs> right. Um, we didn't look like the punks. Right. And so we walked out, and we Can got by. Oh, Not at all. We didn't. Nobody tough. even looked at us. But the other guys, you could see. There's a guy who's walking out with us, talking to him. He had the whole punk thing going. He had blood on his face from being in the mosh pit. Probably and, had some of those clothespins you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. And body so pins, what did you call them? <laughs> safety pins? Safety pins. And and so he was, uh, you know, with us. Walked out with us, and the cops grabbed him, threw him to the ground, and beat him up. And I, we, to this day, I don't know why. Wow. Just like because they were punks. And then it so, you know, this is before people had uh, cameras on their cell phones. Right. And uh, social media access at all times. So yeah. Cops got all away with a lot of stuff. They, they did. You know, and, they and they just kind of. They had the roads blocked off around the California theater and they were just, you know, pulling people and throwing them into cars. And wow. th- they had the, the big, the paddy wagon, if you will, the big old uh, van thing. <laughs> I'm like, that's just weird. And I never, to this day, I never figured out why. That would be my rap name, Paddy Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> little patty <laughs> i'll let you patty dog <laughs> so, what's up something but uh but yeah that was my f- most fun punk experience later on i went to a, a show with uh red hot chili peppers and uh, su- uh suicidal tendencies and the bangles wow so red hot chili peppers one of my all-time favorite bands i heard that back then though they were on so so many drugs or just yeah. on whatever <laughs> that their their shows weren't very good the, the shows were crazy it's like is there some music in there somewhere? Right. <laughs> I mean, they were, just, they were just throwing. I mean, I saw Anthony Kiedis throw Flea off the stage for no reason at all, just to, <laughs> just to see what would happen and laugh his butt off when, yeah. when he got put back on stage. And Flea was laughing also. So Anthony was like, Kiedis, another very well-educated man. If, yep. you, if you dig into the Red Hot Chili Peppers lyrics, yeah. there's some really intellectual stuff going oh, yeah. on in those things. These guys, and, and actually look into any punk rock at all, and then that's where the... Chili Peppers, they started out in the punk rock scene. Right. Uh, of course. And now they're classic rock. It's, yeah, yeah. It's isn't crazy. that weird? It's crazy. <laughs> but if you look into some of the look at the lyrics, they write so beautifully. Yeah. You know, if they can be read real, as classic poetry. He's a real smart guy, yeah. Yeah, sure. and that helps. Uh, but And then, uh, like, like I said, the concert was uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and The Bangles. And The Bangles. <laughs> that's, a, that's a random, the, the Bangles, right? They're the yeah. ones that don't fit? Like one yeah. one of these things is not like the other? Yeah, was, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it was, uh, what was it? It was a Beach Fest down in San Diego, and it was uh, presented by 90, oh, whatever, The X out of Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> it was, a you know, they could broadcast whatever the hell they wanted to yeah, at any time awesome. and at any power. Pirate radio <laughs> yeah. type of stuff. Well, it wasn't pirate. It was just right. Mexican-owned. They, nobody a, cared. They didn't care. There's no regulations <laughs> yeah. in Mexico. And so everybody in San Diego loved it because they played a lot of punk music. But it was sponsored by them, and they brought in the Bengals. <laughs> so they needed opening acts. And when the Bengals came on, I'm like, I was think. It just Boo City? Yeah, and this was before, before uh, Walk Like an Egyptian came out. So this was before they were really that famous. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, wow, uh, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, out of here, man. I saw my peppers, so I'm good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I. So I loved the music. I loved the music because of the political commentary, because the, it was 
the angst was taken out. You know, people had a reason for this music. It wasn't just like today's pop music just because they want to uh, try to sell, sell records. records and stuff like that. So, so let me ask you this, though, because, you know, we've talked about the punk music. We've talked a little bit about the culture and stuff like that. But you talked about your influences. But what's like the most punk stuff that you that you did? Was it was it the safety pin deal? What like what 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 are we talking? <laughs> what are we talking here? Because you're a bit of a rebel, sir. Um, let's see. Uh, well, I did get in trouble with the law. Okay, so let's not just uh, skip over the part where you said I got in trouble with the law. Uh, did you get arrested? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's it. That's all I got. See you guys later. Stole some guns. Podcast over. <laughs> stole some guns. Oh, you stole some guns? Guns. Oh, okay. Well, now. Didn't do anything with them because uh, the police, when they uh, we went out after we did that, we mm-hmm. went out and were, we actually hit the arcade. And we were gone from the house. The police came to my house and they said, uh, did your brother bring some guns into the house? Oh, yeah. They're right here. And she lifts my mattress where we hit them and shows the police and I got arrested. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can't you can't just breeze over that either, sir. Oh, so first off, why just steal the guns? Well, because uh, we could. Because you were going to shoot. Because we didn't care. We were punks. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to shoot up the arcade, Brett. It was going to be. I awesome. really don't know. Any you just reason. wanted to take them. No, yeah. there's another point we didn't get arrested for. Statue of limitations is up, so I don't. Yeah. I can talk about this it. This was what year? Go ahead. And- this is uh yeah. This is back in the seventies. Back in seventies. Uh, but uh, we went through the apartment complex where I lived. And stole every gas cap off of every car in the parking lot. Yeah, we, we did something similar when I was a kid. We stuffed them in pillowcases and stuffed them in every, you know, the water meter thing or water mains the where you, it's in the ground. You pull up the big me, uh, oh, yeah. metal. Yeah, yeah, we stuffed them all in there. <laughs> no reason. No reason. Just because. We just wanted to be assholes. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty, much, pretty <laughs> much. We didn't sh- put sugar in the tanks or anything. We didn't right. do anything bad that way. But people driving to work, I'm sure, had a... <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it was interesting uh so yeah we, just because we didn't care we were punks uh but later on i learned that the punk world was actually more than just that yeah, what mayhem do you mean? and violence right <laughs> it well, was there's actually a political it's like fight the power type yeah. stuff yeah. yeah there's actually like especially when you listen to um dead kennedys mm-hmm. and, and really black flag too with henry rollins a uh, lot of uh political and social commentary involved in the lyrics of those songs like uh, 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 so I won't let you have to bleep it, but the the song by Dead Kennedys, Nazi punks, f off, mm-hmm. is talking about the people that are pretending to be punks, but they're actually hiding oh. as Nazis. They're they're racist. Oh. Racism does not occur in punk music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it was anti-racism. Realistically, I mean, there were a lot of great, uh, you know, black punk rockers. Like you know? the uh, the drummer for Dead Kennedys, yeah? right? Exactly. Nice. And, Look at that fun fact. <laughs> and so, I mean, there were it's that with racism. I don't think, the least that I saw, it was never an issue in uh, punk music, and and it shouldn't have been because that's one of the things they were against is you know fighting the power and or, or for fighting the power, right? And uh, that it just didn't exist. It wasn't there. And so later I learned there's a lot of political and social commentary, and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to stop the stealing crap. Yeah. And then my then I turned fourteen and everything's cool. I got you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> never been a big. I, I I'm a big on. I'm a big guy on just um. You know, don't steal my stuff. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a, a thief or a liar. Right. Exactly. Like hey, like okay. So for instance, you know, when I was in high school, I had my own apartment. My senior year, pretty badass. No big deal. I'm not bragging. Uh, <laughs> but I had a coin jar. So did I. I had a coin jar and um, was going out with my buddies one night and my best friend and we had we'd been smoking a little marijuana. Like we right. do. Did at that time. Uh, statute of limitations statute up. Statute of limitations now. again. Uh, <laughs> over ten years ago, 
Um, he got into the coin jar, grabbed grabbed a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. But I saw him do it, and he kind of just smiled the smile that he smiles because he's high, and you know. And I'm like, hey man, that's actually really not cool. <laughs> it's like if you want a dollar fifty, dog, I got you. I can cover your dollar fifty. Just just ask. just ask. Yeah. Don't steal my stuff, man. Don't. I, I don't care if you're stealing a dollar fifty from me. If you're stealing my car, my shoes, whatever. Gas don't cap. steal. Just gas cap. Don't steal my gas cap. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need that. Actually, what's that? What what does that prevent? Just the evaporation of some of the gas, or yeah. why is the gas? Yeah, and when you're driving down the road at sixty miles an hour, the gas will uh, the wind will cause the gas to be siphoned out. Oh shoot! Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I found gas. that out because uh, I someone stole your gas cap. My gas Good cap. karma, karma, oh, big time. And you I know whenever what? it happened, I was like, you know, I deserve that, dude. I used to do a bit of uh, a bit of vandalism when I was in high school mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's for some reason what my friends like to do, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm sure that one of these days my house is going to be there's going to be a brick through the front window <laughs> or someone's going to pull my pull my my uh, my basketball goal on top of my car. That's mm-hmm. right, we did that. Not a big deal. Uh, someone's going to throw a boulder through my window. We didn't do that. We got close once. Uh, but yeah, man, karma sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, it it'll come back. And like I said, when the when it happened to me, I'm like, I deserve that. I really did. Uh, so I'm hoping my guns don't get stolen now. <laughs> but the guns, guns the guns re- got returned. Uh, they uh, uh, that day. So did you steal from a person or from a store? Or? It was from a person. Their house. <laughs> uh, basically, they were on vacation, and honestly, it was. I bet it was a person that you knew, wasn't it? Uh, no, I didn't really know oh, them. They're okay, just well, neighbor, they were neighbors. They're in the neighborhood. Uh, but honestly, I would not have done it if it weren't for the guy I was hanging around with at the time. I'll, I'll he see. was the worst, and uh, to this day, uh, I just I don't think I'd, I'd I would ever associate with him again. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And we, you know what? In high school, we all had that one friend that was oh, yeah. either the bad influence or the or the influence of the, just the person that made you do stuff that you didn't necessarily want to do. Yep. yep. And that ties into our next topic, my friend. And I, I will bring it all full circle Uh-oh. after this. Comic books, movies, television, it's all on the Nerd Up Podcast. Find us on iTunes or anywhere you pick up your podcast. Now, come on, baby, tell me who's the nerd. Nerd Up Podcast, where all fine podcasts are found, and iTunes or nerduppodcast.com. Okay, so I mentioned before that we all have that one friend in high school that makes us do things that we don't want to do or they're that bad influence. (laughs) And that brings us, my friend, to our next topic, our poll winner this week, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. And the reason that I say that is because in the opening scene, well, not the opening scene, I, I can couldn't really tell you which scene, but in the beginning part of the movie, Ferris calls his best buddy Cameron, yes. and he says, Cameron, if you're not here in 15 minutes, you need to find yourself a new best friend. Right. And from that point on, he's trying his best to get Cameron to come pick him up, because Ferris does not have a car. Um, and now, Cameron's beating himself. I don't want to get too ahead, but let's 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 get to but, why I said it. But to be fair, before you do that, Arr! Cameron deserved a life. He was he really didn't have. I mean, that guy was you know, hey, too stressed. Yeah, he's a little so stressed. he needed it. So, but anyway, go yeah. ahead. But anyway, you know, Ferris keeps pulling at him, pulling at him, pulling at him, and he's like, he's like, you know what? I bet that right now, Cameron's sitting in his car debating on whether to come over here yeah. or not. And the scene goes to Cameron where he's sitting in his car. He's like, he's just gonna. Calling, calling, and you know what? When I was in high school, sophomore in high school, my best friend John Mori was the same freaking way, man. He was that one. He was that 
fairly bad influence on me. I think that we mm-hmm. badly influenced each other. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, he was the guy that made me do stuff that I would not have normally done yep. if, he, if he wasn't around. But as best friends do, sometimes you kind of need that in your life. So let's just dive all the way in to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The reason that you guys are here for this podcast this week. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? The thing is, funny thing is, we looked it up because we talked about 80s on, uh, previously, and we talked about great movies, and we talked about John Hughes movies. And so we looked up which ones of John, which one of John Hughes's movies made the most money, and it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Uncle Buck. So we ran the poll. Ferris Bueller won. I think uh, it was. I, I think uh, it should have been that way, and I'm glad it went that way because that was my vote. Yeah, that, that was my vote too. I, I wanted to see Ferris. The only attraction to Uncle Buck was that I had not seen Uncle Buck in in ages, and yeah. I didn't really remember much about it. Whereas Ferris, it's well, I, I wrote it in my notes here. It's it stands the test of time. Yes. It's not really an '80s movie because it's, there's not a ton of '80s references and, and stuff like that. It's it's not too to the to the era really. It's just. A movie about a guy in high school that's skipping school and stuff like that. It, it, it could be you could have that movie today and, and it would still work. The only thing you'd have to do is update the soundtrack. Yeah, update the soundtrack. Well, the soundtrack's great in this movie though. The great '80s soundtrack. Great, absolutely. <laughs> Opens up great... with Sig Sig Sputnik, uh, Love Missile F One Eleven, which I love that song and I love the band Sig Sig Sputnik, which was a a techno punk band. And now I'm all the way in on Sig Sig Sputnik. Yeah, there. Oh, there's totally. Uh, you watch the video for the Love Missile F-111, it's just bizarre. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a totally 80s soundtrack. But then again, you know, Donka Shane's not an 80s one that he does in the, in the Beatles' uh, Twist and Shout. Right. Uh, so that's not uh, the Beatles' version of Twist and Shout, right. anyway. Uh, so those aren't. But the rest of the soundtrack, I mean, you've got all sorts of fun music. And then the yellow song at the end, you know, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that great that. final scene that you guys see so many spoofs of, so many parodies yeah. of. In Domino's today's commercials. Domino's commercials. Deadpool. Uh-huh. Um, so Donka Shane, yeah. actually, uh, that, who was the original performer of that? Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. That song, or that, yeah, well, that song was performed four times in that, four different times in that movie. Really? Yeah, there are four references to that to that song. In no, the movie I did not know that. Well, you're going to learn a lot of stuff that you didn't know, because I caught a lot of stuff, took a lot of notes yesterday. Nice. And did, and did some YouTubing. Well, school uh, me on this. To, Let's go. So uh, so here's, here's, a, here's a fun fact for you. So one of the things that John Hughes loved to do is make references to his other movies, Right. In, in his movies. And, and let's talk about John Hughes real quick for a yeah. second, because I, I want to kind of enlighten you guys. So uh, John Hughes, um, he directed movies from 1984 until 1991. He continued his career by writing and producing after that, but he's he's most famous um, for for these eight movies. It's six in, in, in order, 16 Candles, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, right. Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Mm-hmm. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, I love that movie. She's having a baby. Yeah. Uncle Buck, who was second on our poll this mm-hmm. week, and Curly Sue. I mm-hmm. don't I don't know anything about Curly Sue to be dead honest. Oh, I remember guess. Jim Belushi was in Curly Sue, and the girl that played Curly Sue was on The Voice and won The Voice last season. And we got another visitor, so pause for the cause. Okay, so those are the movies that uh, John Hughes directed. So there are, first of all, I just want to say that he came out with some heavy hitters. First oh, yeah. movie was 16 Candles. Followed by The Breakfast Club, yeah. followed by Weird Science, followed by Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, four iconic movies right, yeah. from the 80s. Yeah. That's... Four iconic 80s movies. That, uh, and they were, at the time, I think he hit like a... Uh, a, a he had the pulse on, on what people wanted to see. Yeah. And it's like a look at real life, if you will, right. uh, for the time period. And uh, yeah, with uh, 16 Candles, Molly Ringold. I You know what? People always 
said they had a crush on Molly Ringwald. Never did anything for me, bud. Me either. She was a cool actor, though. Oh, great actress. I, I loved her. But, Word, but I was, I'm good on that. Yeah. It's if, like, that's, if that's rude to say, sorry, Molly. Sorry, but uh, even, even putting recently? the lipstick on uh, um, uh, with her breasts, that was the... In yeah. the Breakfast Club. Also good on that. <laughs> but, cool no. trick, though. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about his references to other movies, though, real quick. Oh, yeah. So in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he, there are custom license plates, which most people don't get to see or, or they don't notice and everything like that. So on uh, the Ferrari right. for Cameron's uh, parents' Ferrari, the custom license plate reads N-R-V-O-U-S, which would be nervous. Nervous, right. I'm assuming it's a reference to Cameron's personality. That's what I'm thinking. It's the only thing that I can think of. Okay, on the mom's car, the custom license plate says V-C-T-N. Any idea? No. Vacation. National Anthem's Vacation. Oh, my gosh, because it is. Yes. Yep. Okay. Wow. On the dad's car is M-M-O-M, Mr. Mom. Holy cow. Wow. Right, I'm going to blow your mind here again. On Rooney's car, the principal, right? it's 4FBDO. Um, I saw that. I remember seeing that. What? Four Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my God. And last uh, but not least, and you don't actually get to see this. This is only in uh, like the extended stuff. It didn't actually make the movie. But on Jeannie's car, mm-hmm. TCB, The Breakfast Club. Bre- TBC. You said TCB. Yep, I did. I wrote it down. Let me taking care of business, Elvis. Yes, taking care of business. Uh, so yeah, ton wow. of references and stuff in there, man. So darned. I really like how John Hughes is very similar to Stephen King in the yeah. way he always makes references to his own stuff. I love that when uh, people can do that in movies, books, uh, even music too. Easter eggs, dog. Yeah, Easter eggs are my thing. I love Easter eggs. Comic books. That's one of the things I love about comic books. It's it's a really cool thing, and I've n- I never realized this. Yeah. Now I'm gonna look Dude, at I, all the I others. I dug in. You said, hey, let's. Watch Ferris this week. I I dug all the way in. I, I watched it last night with my family. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Like I said, stands the test of time. Oh yeah. And now that's that was uh, Matthew Broderick's like his coming out party. Right was Ferris Bueller because he had done some so. stuff before that, but like this was his first. Yeah. B- big huge role. That, that, if nothing else, it's what let us know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And and yeah. We're gonna have to go into more depth into some more other. Or we're gonna have to watch every single John Hughes film now because you got me intrigued. I want yeah, to see this. You want to you want to try to catch the other. Issues. I would like to watch them together though because I think yeah. that'd be much more fun. You, you get a little chuckle and I go, "What I miss? What I miss?" You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So we might have to hook up our big screen TV in there and uh, stream something. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> stay just stay after hours at yeah. work. So a couple other uh, references to some things that you guys may not have caught um, yeah. in the not necessarily opening scene, but it was during the opening scene um, in Ferris Bueller's room. There is a Simple Minds poster. Yep, I caught that. Simple Minds did the uh, Don't You Forget About Me, yep. the theme song to The Breakfast Club. Yep, I yeah. remember that. He, he and, loves those sneaky and, and, and I, In fact, whenever, every time they'd show his room, I was looking at those posters. I'm like, that's another thing that's so 80s, though, is that they're all 80s bands and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Yep. But he did have a couple of comic book posters, too. So I'm like, ah, you're cool. You're cool, <laughs> you're cool Ferris. I got you. And Well, uh, let's see here. One of the things I, uh, that I loved about this movie... Now that I know the Easter eggs, I might have to go watch it again. But anyway, uh, one of the things I loved about this movie is that it was just, you know, folks, take some time for yourself was the whole message. You yeah, know? it really was. He and, said it in the beginning and in the end. Yeah, and it's like, that's such a great philosophy, period. You know, it's like, okay, it took Ferris Bueller to tell us this, but now, and, and after that, I think it became a mantra for my life anyway. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, so I saw that the last time I saw it, I was probably like my early twenties or something like that. And you know, he says you know take time to smell the roses, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll find myself randomly during during my days just thinking about that. Like you know what, man, you're doing a lot right now. 
you know, I, I work as much as I can. I pick up a, co- a lot of extra stuff. As you know, I do, right. you know, anything to bring in extra money. Yep. But I'm like, you know what, man? You know, this is going by pretty quickly. I need to maybe just chill out for a second. I, I have two young boys. Right. And that's going to be one of the biggest things is, you know, just taking time to just really enjoy them as they grow up. And yeah, instead of being the, the parent, every once in a while say, hey, let's go have some fun, guys. Yeah, like yeah. a long ass bike ride. And if like more parents had taken the Ferris Bueller's advice through my lifetime, I know a lot more kids that would have probably been more stable. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> absolutely. Your generation is all effed up. <laughs> but speaking of effed up relationships, one of the things that I want to reference in this is his relationship with Cam. Yeah. Because uh, in, the, in, the, in the scene where Cam first gets to Ferris's house, Ferris slaps the phone out of his hands. Yes. He kicks him in the ass. Yes. And then after they get off of that phone call with, with the with the principal Rooney, yeah. they have a little almost like a, like a little boyfriend, girlfriend banter. Yeah. And I'm not making any reference to anything like that, but it was just very right. funny how they were like, well, you slap me. He said, I, I didn't slap you on purpose. Yeah. Said, I did not intentionally hurt you. No, you slap you, you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of like, uh oh, these guys, they go at it a little bit. Yeah. And it also shows that they're best buds. They can Absolutely. get by with doing that to yeah. each other. So yep. no, it wasn't a matter of, you slap me, I'm leaving. Yeah. Exactly. It, was, it was like, huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't touch me, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is, it, I think that was a great way to establish it. You know, like they said, like you said, he kind of, I wouldn't say bullied, but he got the guy to do something he wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Uh, but, it shows that how Ferris could get by with that because they have that relationship. He was just very Ferris is very wise. So yes. actually, if you, if you look very closely uh, during the scene where um, where Rooney makes a call to Ferris's mom to talk about, hey, he's missed he's missed nine days this semester. Uh, Ferris is actually an honor roll student. Yeah, all A's and B's on that on on his uh, yep. on his print yep. up there. So it's pretty cool stuff. He missed nine days, eight days, seven days, sixteen. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what was? What was the secretary's name? Was it Ruth? Uh, I can't remember, but Edie McClure Edie, played. Edie McClure played Grace. Grace. Grace, yeah, Grace. Grace. <laughs> By the way, uh, Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, uh, who played Rooney? Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a performance by him. Uh, now, oh, yeah. he's in a ton of other movies as a supporting cast, but he had such, he played that role it, to perfection. Uh, not only that, but his, 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 his facial reactions to everything <laughs> yes. were just spot on like the whole thing he's at the door and the dog and he and he just he doesn't turn his head he just kind of looks with his eyeballs yep, as yep. i laughed my butt off because it's just the way he looked it's like dude that's exactly what i do too dude that's john krasinski jim halpert level yeah. office stuff i don't know if yeah. you've ever seen yes, the show yes, the office, yes, yes. his his facial expressions are the the best yeah and that, i think this guy uh was perfect spot on for that it's like that was that should have got an oscar just for his facial performance really? yeah no absolutely <laughs> And, and again, the reason that we picked this movie, it, it grossed over seventy million, and in the eighties, that's, like, that's a lot. That's a that's a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was not many movies putting up those numbers back, no, or just even now. Well, you know, okay, you brought in some trivia here, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to hit you with this one, please. Um, there are ten movies, yes, that mention Shermer, Illinois, the fictional town John Hughes created. What are those movies? Okay, so we'll just go ahead and give you the, the top eight real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's obviously Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Sixteen Candles. Uh-huh. Um, Curly Sue, Uncle Buck, She's Having a Baby, Plain Trains Automobiles, Weird Science, and The Breakfast Club. And the other two, one he he wrote, right. John Hughes John wrote, Hughes. Yep. that's Home Alone. Right. And uh, Well, one, two, and I don't know if three was in Shermer or not. And the number ten movie that had Shermer, Illinois in it is, go ahead, man. 
Dogma. Dogma. Kevin Smith movie. And in fact, I loved the fact. Okay, so here's the deal. Mall Rats, at the end of Mall Rats, the Kevin Smith movie, uh, at the end of the movie, they say uh, uh, Kevin Smith, and, and actually you can almost say 11 because they kind of mention that, but Kevin, or, or Silent Bob, or Jay and Silent Bob take off with an orangutan off to find Shermer, Illinois, the home of all these wonderful people that are in these John Hughes films. They, wait, they say that in the movie? Uh, at the end of Mall Rats, they say they're on their way. Well, the next thing happens is a comic book series, Jay and Silent Bob. Right, yeah. And that comic book series is all about them going to Shermer, finding out it does not exist. Oh, yes. And Jay is just furious. It's like, how can John Hughes mislead us like this? You know, <laughs> I'm looking for it. And he'd mentioned the characters. And so then the movie Dogma uh-huh. takes off after that comic book. And at the beginning of that movie, Jay is still furious about no Shermer, Illinois. And so then they meet up with... Uh, 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 Linda Fiorentino's uh, character, I can't remember, and they go on with what Dogma is about. So I think that uh, when we, so what we're gonna, what we kind of plan on doing is, is we're gonna do the John Hughes movies. Yeah, I think that after that we should maybe move on to Kevin Smith movies. Because uh, I just both, watched Mallrats again the yeah, other night. Both, I love Mallrats. <laughs> I, I watched it when I was a kid. I loved. I love us uh, chasing Amy. Great movie. Great, beautiful it's, movie. It's, it's, yeah, very. Yeah, I don't think that one will hold up today though. No, uh, so? no, not in today's uh, LGBTQ uh, society. Uh, society, yeah. yeah. Could be right. Well, let's watch it. Because the, I mean, the whole thing is about him trying to convert a lesbian into becoming straight. And yeah. Like, yeah, and that's, I don't think that's, yeah, that that's yeah, for sure. That's actually a good call. <laughs> but there's a great, a lot of great dialogue. Well, that's Kevin Smith. Great dialogue. You know, that's yeah. the, that's what the Kevin Smith is, is the man. He has a great podcast. What is it called? Uh, there's, well, he's got several. Okay, what's the main one? That the we, main one I listen to is Hollywood Babylon, but he's Hollywood got like Babylon. Uh, him and Scott Mosier, one of the guys that he started all this uh, mm-hmm. uh, journey with. Uh, they got uh, Smodcast. Actually, Smodcast it's Network. Smodcast Network, yeah, yeah. And he's got the one they do. I forget what they call theirs. But, yeah, they've got several. He does one with his wife. He does one with the guy that uh, writes for the L.A. Times. And he, I mean, he's got so many podcasts. It's crazy. Wow. But, uh, yeah, you'd never have time to listen to all his podcasts. Oh, for sure, no. That, that would just take up all your days. He's even got one, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. That's actually good. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's him and him and Jay? Yeah, and what it is, it's about Jay's road to recovery. Jay was a, a drug addict. Morphine, or not morphine, heroin addict. So before they did the movies he was? Or, or like- during. Oh, that's and tough, and yeah. part of it, they're talking about his road to recovery and how he's now it's up to the point where now they're talking about how he maintains his sobriety. Gotcha. So wow, that might be interesting. It's it's interesting the first few, yeah. But after that, mm, not so much. I stopped <laughs> listening after he after he got uh, healed, so to speak. Yeah. Then it gets boring. Yeah, <laughs> so, to be it's honest, it's always more fun when they're partying, right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Let so, me give you a bit more of a couple of things that I, a couple of these Easter eggs that I caught. Yeah. Let's so um, there's a lot of celebrity. Um, Cameos in this, okay. That you may not have noticed. Oh, okay. So, but did you see the Michael Jackson dance during the uh, uh, Twist and Shout? The the group of people came up and did on the steps. They did the uh, the Thriller dance kind oh. of part part of the Thriller dance. Yeah, that, like it, Black Church Group. What, yeah, what it yeah, like? yeah, yeah. The, the one girl's name was Rhonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, was there a celebrity in that? Is no, that what I don't or think so. Just... It's just the dance was okay. They, was, they, was, they did a, uh, like a section of that dance that they did was a, a good copy of the Thriller of the dance. Thriller. Okay, you know what? I did not notice that. I didn't know that's what the dance that they were doing. Okay, so everybody knows about Ben Stein. I mean, he was oh yeah, obviously Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Yeah. Also, is there a more iconic just two seconds from a movie than that? Bueller. No. Yeah, <laughs> Bueller. 
you hear that and immediately Ferris yeah, all, the, yeah. all the time. Like you, you think they automatically. Well, think no, anybody you uh, anywhere you go and they call in names and you know like a roll call type yep. situation. And if, if they're not there, answer, somebody will go Bueller. Bueller, Bueller yeah, they try to everywhere. be funny, and it's like okay, dude, uh, outplayed. That's <laughs> been it's been millions of times since the eighties. Yes, absolutely. So Ferris Bueller came out in eighty six. Let's let's move on with our lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so also uh, a couple cameos from uh, Christy Swanson, the original Buffy the Vampire right, Slayer. Right, she was right. in the first scene talking about. Uh, her cousin's sister's aunt's yeah. girlfriend's <laughs> friend that knows a guy <laughs> that saw him pass out at the 31 Flavors. Um, also in this movie, Louis Anderson. Yep, yep. He was the flower delivery guy, yep. and he also did the, uh, he he was there when they did the, what's the nurse that comes to your house and sings and does that? The, the stripper telegram thing. Stripper telegram yeah. thing. He, do, he does not have any speaking lines nope, in this movie. But you can, as, as soon as he hit the screen, as soon as I was on there, I, I yelled out, my wife was sitting next to me, I go, Louis Anderson. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Like, wow. And 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 also Charlie Sheen. So it, what what was Charlie Sheen's status at at this in 1986? Wow. Was he was he deep into movies? Was he just a newer yeah? He's he part of the Brat Pack. So, so he's part of the Brat Pack. So he yeah. had been in some in some films. I think he'd been time. in a couple before that established him there. Or maybe I don't really know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that was uh, he'd done a couple before that. See, I I figured that he had done a couple because he's pretty far up as as far as uh, the the cast list goes. Let's see. He's one, two, three, four, five. Bear with me, kids. Six, seven, eight. He's the ninth person wow. um, on, on the roster. Wow. And he only has a very short part in, the, right. in this movie. So for him to be ninth on that list. And and it's so ironic, his character. He looks over at uh, uh, Ferris's sister. Jeannie. And he goes, drugs? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, no, thank you. He goes, no. I mean, are you in for drugs? No. What are you in for? drugs <laughs> so it's like hmm what's going to happen to him later in life also genie and she was the one in uh, dirty dancing dirty dancing thank you yeah uh great uh i can't think of her name i don't know i've not seen dirty dancing uh, well, no and she was baby in dirty dancing oh so that was don't her put name? baby in the corner oh okay so that's where that i didn't know that, that was i knew that it came from dirty dancing i didn't know that's what the yeah name of her, her name was, was baby but uh, jennifer gray there we go yes. sorry so brain. We already talked about Molly Ringwald not really tickling our fancy. Mm-hmm. What about old Jeannie here? Old- <sighs> Jennifer Grey? No. And if you look at a picture of her now, I think uh, she's aged well. Yeah, which is but, nice. Uh, she, she's, but I, I just, again, she wasn't one of those. And people fell in love with her during Dirty Dancing, uh, mainly. and mm-hmm. She became like the heart heartthrob of some so many guys, but not me. <laughs> Uh, uh, not so much. So l- let me ask you this then. So so since we're doing this, what were you really like? Who was the top actress for you at that time? Like, was it Bo Derek? She had that big big be- run at that time. That's before her. I mean, this, that was after her. Man, I don't remember. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. So Alien. Alien and Ghostbusters. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And that was in fact uh, when I you saw can see her in her bra and Ghostbusters. Everybody. And you see her in a complete underwear in, in Alien. Oh, there you go. Oh Good man. <laughs> yeah. I, she sold me an alien in Ghostbusters. That's why I went to go see Ghostbusters because I heard she was in there. Was because she was in it. Yeah. Wow. And then oh, I would and Bill Murray. That. I would have just thought all the Saturday Night Live guys. <laughs> no, his Sigourney sold me on that. Wow. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think to me that was that was me though. I don't know who the main was at the time because I didn't care. Yeah. No, that, that makes <laughs> that sense. was not a that was not on my radar at the time. So I got, I got one more little fun trivia fact for you that I guarantee you did not catch. And right. I only caught it because I'm a sports guy. So in the baseball scene where Ferris is, yes, we got to see, we, we got, got to hear, hear yeah. Harry Carey, which is awesome because I I really miss his voice. He's, yeah, yeah. You know, voice as of my soon as childhood. his voice when he, it was like he was in that restaurant and his, the TV was playing, and as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like Harry Carey. Yes, <laughs> I, was, like, I was excited. But, so go ahead, go ahead. when they were watching the game on TV, the Cubs were playing the Braves. 
Okay. When they're watching it live, uh-huh. Cubs are playing the Expos. No way, really? Two different teams. Wow. Continuity, John Hughes. Continuity, <laughs> oh, he sir. Just I hate Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day Off now. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I didn't pay man. that. Well, again, that being this non-sports fan, that, yeah, I didn't pay attention. Didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. What was the thing? The thing that gets me though, when they're when they're at the Cubs game and they're going, you know, hey, better, 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 hey, do people really do that? So in real baseball, no. In, I think we did it in Little League. In Little League, we tried to, but then your coach always like, hey, shut up. <laughs> you, you, you don't do that. Uh, no, when like, I was oh. in Little League, the coach encouraged it. Right. Well, no, you say, you get some that do, some that don't, but it, no. really it's dumb, dude. It doesn't. You're not going to distract me. No. Well, there's so many other distractions going on. Your, yeah, your little voice is not going to help. Yeah, there's a ton going you know, on in baseball. So. And yeah. So I, I was wondering, because I've never been to, I've, I've been to professional games. Mm-hmm. I've never been to one where anybody does that in the in the audience. I'm like, plus, you're among hundreds or tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to hear you. There is, uh, the thing that separates, um, you know, even high school, college, and pro baseball is that in pro baseball, you're a professional athlete. You know exactly where everything's going. You don't really, there's not much talking. Whereas in high school and college baseball, there's a lot of, hey, yell out your assignments, you know, talk, talk, who's going here what, on right. this play, what's going what. There's a lot of talking going on because, freaking high school kid, man, you're a kid. <laughs> you, you know, it, 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 one, of, one of the things that Steve Anderson always says is, you know, uh, a team can be ranked this or that and and be perceived as better, but when it when it comes down to it, they're still kids. Right. So the littlest things that are going on in school can affect them on the field, oh, good on the court, anything like that. So good anybody point. can beat anybody at any time. Right. Yeah. In pros, yeah. it's not necessarily the same. Right. They don't have to worry about that test. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Very Unless it is a steroid test, then you know. Which if if you guys, uh, any of our <laughs> listeners, uh, can get a hold of the Mexican supplements, uh, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter, Brett underscore Hartman. <laughs> Uh, Brett Hartman on Facebook, Crossover Sports Podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I'm oh, just trying to bulk? gain 17 pounds. Oh, That's go. all I'm okay, saying. Okay. I just need 17. There's pizza sitting over there. There is help you pizza. Out. It's very tempting. <laughs> very tempting. <laughs> Maybe after the podcast. Uh, so Okay, so we said uh, Fer- Ferris Bueller stands the test of time. Um, what do you think of the uh, other John Hughes films? How do you think they're going to do? Uh, well, you know, he, Home Alone. I know he only wrote it, but that stands the test of time to me. It's you know, there's not too many little '90s, early, you know, late '80s, early '90s references in Home Alone. Right. Not even the toys or anything like that. Right, it's just true. a family yeah. from Sherman, Illinois, that goes on vacation and leaves their son behind. Um, Home Alone candles. spoiler! Don't you just spoiled it? Uh, oh yeah, sorry guys. If you haven't seen Home Alone by now, he's left Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here. Okay, I'm going to be completely blunt and honest with yeah, you. Yeah, 100. You don't like me? I'm glad that you're. I'm glad that you're telling us now. When it comes to Home Alone. <laughs> I never could stand that movie. Okay, well, you know why? It's because you were an adult when it came out. Maybe. Did you have kids at the time? No. You had no reason to like that movie. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was a kid when that movie came out. It was a great film. The, I, I liked the series. I hated number three, but you know what? Number three really wanted me to go out and buy um, uh, a remote control car. Because that was the whole theme <laughs> of the whole movie on how he saved the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it makes s- sense why you, wouldn't get, why you wouldn't like it. Yeah, I did, I did watch it. Came out like, eh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then the Home Alone two came out. I uh, had no desire. Home Alone three, ab- absolutely, it was. I was. I didn't so even realize it came out. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that they continue with the series, but he stopped writing for them. Right, and then Macaulay Culkin uh, found yeah. drugs and Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson found him, and then Macaulay <laughs> found the drugs to deal with the Michael Jackson. Yeah, there's another eighties thing for you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I would look forward to chest- testing out all these other. Um, 
uh, John Hughes film, see if they do stand. I, I actually 100% agree, um, and we are going to continue with our John Hughes series, but we're going to take a pause for the cause on that, and we're actually this week... We are, I've challenged Gil because I am the the wrestling nerd of the group, and we are going to watch the 80s flick No Holds Barred. Yeah, brother. Starring Tiny Lister and Hulk Hogan. Um, it's 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 a it's a great film if you if you're a wrestling fan, especially in the eighties, and it's and it's very it's a very eighties film. Uh, then you're gonna soon find that out. Um, but uh, you know we're gonna continue with this with this eighties uh, era movies, and um, we're gonna talk about No Holds Barred. So if you guys have any any Easter eggs or any fun facts about No Holds Barred. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can, you Are can there get us. any? Can there really be any? There's probably no Easter eggs because it's, it's not a series or anything like that. And it's not a famous director. But any, just any little tidbits about that movie that you want to share for us, something for us to look forward to, something mm-hmm. for us to look for, uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Like, like I said, I'm Brett underscore Hartman on Twitter or Brett Hartman on Facebook. I'm at Gil Wilson on Twitter or, uh, uh, well, actually, hit up the Nerd Up podcast on Facebook. I think it's the best way. Because uh, otherwise it's Guilty Wilson, and a lot of people try to put in Guilty with the word Guilty, not Gil and then T. And then they try to put too many L's in there, and then, you know, so it's just confusing. Find the Nerd Up Podcast. It's a lot easier. Podcast at NerdUpPodcast.com. And that one. Or, at, yeah, Nerd Up Podcast. Or at Nerd Up Podcast on Twitter. So, But the best way, at Gil Wilson on Twitter with only one L in both Gil and Wilson. I actually don't think that I have you on Twitter. I have the Nerd Up for sure, but I don't think I have you. We'll have to remedy that. We will definitely have to remedy that. And uh, everybody, until next week, uh, we, we will be talking to you next week. One thing I do want to say, though, is happy birthday, Robert De Niro. It's his birthday today. Oh. Couldn't tell you how old he is, but he was born on August 17th. I guess I should have looked that up. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, that now you have to get this out real soon because otherwise you won't hear your birthday greeting. Yeah, I'm really time. hoping that he hears my, my birthday greeting. If anybody <laughs> uh, has connection to uh, old old Rob, <laughs> send, send, send the link to this podcast his way. <laughs> you looking at me? I don't know. I can't do it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't All right. Well, that's it. Can I say stay nerdy? You can say it if you want to. Okay. Stay nerdy. See you guys later. <laughs>